Feed me more. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy. I am the Big Guy Ryback. This is episode 100. We have made it to 100 episodes of Conversation with the Big Guy. And I, I couldn't be happier to have the one Asian Joe with me, the third, third wheel. wheel. Third wheel. The one also. The one. The one you've now taken on, the one Asian Joe. JD in Florida. And Ace Mike Malero back east. We got Instagram Live going. We are it's a busy Sunday. We, we've got the gang back together. And uh, Joe, how are you doing this week? Welcome back. Oh man, I've been so dead traveling back and forth. And traveling also, sucks. Yeah, traveling. Well, I mean to LA, but you were what? Uh, your flight got delayed or something? Oh, I had quite the uh, travel day in uh, Detroit the other night for Northeast Wrestling, which we will talk about. Okay. When we, uh, I think, on the second part of the show after we do the wrestling news, I will uh, let everybody know. Just what it's like being on, just one day, that's just one day, like, you know, so yeah. we used to do that all the time when you have travel difficulties, it could really throw a wrench in everything, but JD, what's going on with you this week? You doing all right? Well, I'm glad you just asked me that question because the free screen for, oh, no. I was watching Mike and he was perplexed too, but <laughs> everything's good, it's gone now, so. Uh... Probably the, the really bad Wi-Fi that I pay $140 a month for with Cox Communications that has gone out 20-something time, times in the four and a half years I've been here. And uh, they got to come out once again. So thank you, Cox Communications, for the phenomenal service. Well, the name is Cox. Yeah, it's, what do you expect? <laughs> yeah. They suck. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Ace. They must be friends. They must be friends with Spectrum because uh, <laughs> Spectrum acts like a bunch of cocks out here in Florida. It's, they're all connected. It's maybe Spectre. Literally, maybe, maybe Spectre. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ace. I hope you're having a good week. How's everything going with you? Everything's good. Uh, you know, I said last week I hadn't lost any weight, but uh, this week uh, I've been down. I'm five down five point two pounds in the last twelve days. So. Definitely uh, made some progress. I did the shell shock this week. Uh, sadly, right back didn't come to my house and uh, hit me with a meat clothesline. But you know, uh... yeah, you, you better watch yourself. If you're out <laughs> by a neighborhood swimming pool, I might just come with my little singlet and yellow running shoes and clothesline you into the <laughs> pool, transform you into a whole different person if you're not careful. <laughs> the uh, we'll talk about that. The uh, shell shock extreme fat burner ad that was just stupid fun. Literally being stupid. That's all that it is, and being in a position to be stupid and have fun. So it's nothing more than shock value, and uh, it's good. It gets clicks. It gets people to look at it, and then they can see the real the real stuff, the real content, and uh, it's just a lure piece, essentially, to uh, make people laugh and, uh, oh, what's that? Oh, I didn't know you had a nutrition line. And then in the ones that you know don't get it, they obviously don't get it, but we'll talk about that moving on. With that, Ace, we're on IG Live. We're going to do a little bit of the wrestling news. We've uh, we had a busy week in wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it. I'm going to jump right into Alexa Bliss. Uh, I saw her make a comment today. I thought it was pretty interesting. Don't say that again. Uh, 
Hello? Yes, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Alexa Bliss, uh, she had said, uh, right now my job isn't to wow the crowd with my in-ring ability. My job is to be hated, which is to be hated because people get that much matter when I win a title because they talk about me not being able to wrestle in the ring. I can wrestle, but I'm choosing not to. And the fact that when I win and they are getting angry uh, not only means I'm doing my job that much better. You know, I just like that because uh, you know, <coughs> people have been really down on Alexa Bliss saying, you know, she's not a good wrestler. Same with Carmella. But I think she's been doing an awesome job as a heel getting that attention. And uh, you know, I think it was smart for her to acknowledge that and understand the business that way. I feel like everybody that says that you're not a good wrestler has never wrestled themselves. And actually, oh, like, without a doubt. It's, uh, it's pretty ironic, don't you think, that uh, yeah. these people that are the harshest critics and are just so upset and uh, angry at not only their lives but wrestling are the ones that, like, that, that clearly can't do it themselves or have no idea about it. So it's, uh, yeah, she's doing a hell of a job. That's, uh, that's what being a heel is, is getting heat and getting people not to like you. And... Um, She's doing her job perfectly, so I don't see what the problem is. JD, do you have any any uh, anything on that? You know, <clears throat> what I don't understand is the the whole purpose of it is it's a show, and the show is supposed to entertain you. And I don't understand the mentality of these fans because it's a show. They know it's a show. It's always been a show. Granted, once upon a time, people were you know substantial percentage of the crowd thought they were watching something real or it might be real but ultimately it's a show and the show is to entertain but so many people now think that they can write a show book a show you know figure out how the show should go that as soon as things take place on the show in a way that they don't think it should be rather than just enjoying the show or being entertained by the show they're like well i wouldn't do it that way that's stupid or she can't do it the way I envision, or he, they can't do it the way I'm envisioning it in my head, so they suck. But yeah. it's like you're not in charge of how the show goes. You know, you don't go to the fucking Jurassic Park and say, man, you know what? The dinosaur should have ate that motherfucker in that scene right there. Why did he not eat him? That's how I would have did it. Yeah. You sit there and you watch the movie, and, like, and it's, it's not just that movie, it's anything. It's any entertainment. You know, and I mean, sports fans are pretty bad, you know, the armchair quarterbacks and stuff like that, you know, well, I would these armchair wrestlers. I, but it's worse because at least, you know, if sports fans don't sit there the entire game on every play, like there'll be certain plays that trigger them. Be like, man, I would have thrown it to 22 or something. But in wrestling, it seems like the fans that have that kind of mentality, it's every match, it's every show. And it's like, like I said before, they don't watch it to enjoy it. They watch it to criticize it or compare it to what they think in their mind yeah. it should be. And we say they, it's a small percentage, but they're all kind of migrate together yeah. the online. Lo- the loudest bunch. Yeah, 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 yeah. What people don't see is how, how hard you guys work. Like going they don't the understand that they don't aspect understand of it that, at all. No. You sacrifice a lot of things in your life. I mean, I'm looking at, at her, her bio. I mean, like she suffered from an eating disorder and to use bodybuilding to help overcome it. And so it's like a lot of people don't understand the, the, the aspect <laughs> of sacrifice of going and people going through, you know? Yeah. No, but it's also, and again, so the argument for that is, well, what does that have to do with the, how, the wrestling performance? And then you could say though, but there's different styles in wrestling. 
And this is what I've said. And the problem is, is a, this percentage of fans, they don't respect all the different styles in wrestling. Right. So, and they think that if you don't do flips or dives or things of that nature, that you can't wrestle. That has nothing to do with wrestling. No, absolutely it never did. Not. And then there's a percentage of people that think because you don't go in there and you're not technical, because like a lot of bigger guys don't do a lot of technical wrestling. Most of them can do it, right. believe it or not, but it's not entertaining. Usually it's saved for other smaller guys because that's just their style. And, what I, and they, they tend to want to see the bigger guys do more power stuff and like uh, as on a whole. And that's not to say that you can't do some stuff, but... And then there's the power wrestlers and, and things of that nature. There's being a heel. Like being a heel, you shouldn't have to go out there and do cool tricks all the time. You're not trying to get the crowd to like you. You want them to hate you so that when their favorite good wrestlers, the good guys beat you, you cheer them. You, you are behind those good guys. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's really weird. It's like almost this percentage of fans doesn't understand how to be fans. Right. If that, if mm. they're, like and I said, they're green. Like they're like these green fans that don't know how to. <laughs> no, they love to use that word for wrestlers. Oh, he's green. He's it's, green. It's great. It, it's like they're green as fans, and they know they are. And it's like it's so that's it's a stupid it's a stupid conversation. Although she's doing her job, and uh, she's great at it, and she wouldn't be there. Anybody that is there, for the most part, is great. So that's all there is to it. You know, st sticking with women's wrestling, uh, Stephanie McMahon's going to make some kind of big announcement tomorrow night at Raw. On Twitter, WWE announced uh, Stephanie McMahon will appear live this Monday to de deliver a historic announcement. Over the last few years, whenever she had an announcement, it's always been something to do with women's wrestling. So I think it's safe bet. You know, Monday's announcement is going to be about, about the same vein. A lot of people are thinking it's going to be a women's only pay-per-view, but I don't think that's really going to be historic. I mean, they've been doing the May Young Classic for the last two years. So what I've been thinking is uh, we're finally getting Ryback's dream of sexy blonde female referees working every match. Or, uh, or women's tag, or uh, they're going to do women's tag titles. Uh, you know, I don't know if there's a strong enough roster to do both two sets of women tag titles, but I think if they do like they did with the original split and just go back and forth with uh, one set of tag titles, I think it could work pretty well. Yeah, I could see that uh, being a thing, and uh, whatever it is, they will make it. Um, it's a once, you know, I don't want to say once in a lifetime thing, but it's something. They are going to use this to promote the women's brand even further. And uh, they have the roster now, more of a female roster, where um, they are giving them more of a platform uh, to have an opportunity like the guys, in which, which, in which they should. So uh, why, why shouldn't they have this, the same amount of titles? Now, granted, there's not as many females as, as a whole as the males on the roster. So it's, you can make that argument, well, is there room for all these titles with the with the roster's not as big, but I could see the I could see in the future them them beefing up the the women's roster even more and maybe balancing out with especially with all the different content they're putting out. So it's uh, I definitely think it will be for some sort of titles of some sort. So JD, too many goddamn titles. <laughs> I'm all for. Uh... You know, the women's equality. I mean, shit, if the company was 50% women wrestlers, I would still be saying there's too many titles. I mean, most of the titles are on the men's side right now, so that's not uh, directed towards if these are the new titles coming in, they're women's titles. It's just there's too many titles, period. You know, I understand uh, merch. You know, they've moved a lot of replica belts in the last decade. And uh, which Absolutely. funny story, when I was in high school, 
I actually wrote a letter to Stanford telling them to come up with something better than the little foam Velcro belts because it was <laughs> insulting to is insulting to us teenage fans that we wanted something better. I had and, one of those. Uh, I actually sent pictures in of this belt I constructed uh, from shit that I got from Home Depot in the leather store. <laughs> and uh, they just said that there would never be a market for that. I actually got a reply. And then like Did two really? or three years later. Uh, yeah. And then like two or three years later, they launched the first, uh, I think it was like 99, <laughs> the first replica belts. But Are you I mean, I understand from a merchandise standpoint, but. You know, and and again, like I just said, it's a show, but still, it within the context of the show, fewer titles would only make the titles that are there mean even more. Yeah. Thus, putting more focus on the actual matches between everybody, because if there's thirty wrestlers and there's twenty titles, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Like, and obviously, those numbers aren't legit, but it's just. Everywhere you look, there's a title. I, it's probably pretty close, to be honest. Between XT, yeah. Women's, Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live, it's probably pretty close to 20, to be honest, at this point. I wonder, though, if they look at that, though, from a business standpoint, and they the, the revenue that they make on the, the merch on that stuff, what that actually brings in if they're able to kind of figure, well, if we put out two or three more titles, we have this much income coming in by not even doing anything different. You know what I mean? As far as... Um, they're always well. Look how long, look how long they went without changing the WWE title from the spinner belt. Yeah, right? because they just said the sales were too high to justify changing the design. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. I mean, it's good. I mean, I, I there's always going to be good and bad with with any situation as far as you know. Do the the bottom line from them, I guess, as a business, is do the positives outweigh the negatives, and, um, and obviously, and again. The is the women the women's revolution continues uh, evolving. I think there's going to be you know more and more changes as time goes on. I was wondering, do you do you think there comes a time where they just say wrestling's fake, men and women just wrestling each other on a regular basis? JD, you think that's something that's in the future? I was just thinking about that the other day with the way so that they, it's going. What, they just come they come out and say it's fake. No, just where where the women are wrestling the men on a regular basis since it's just a show. Or do you think I they think always the hold that going, intact? No, I think the way they're going, at some point, they'll, they'll integrate the equality. And, I mean, they took a break. I mean, you don't see mixed tags anymore. You see the intergender matches, yeah. but, you know, that's you got to tag the same sex. But it's been years since you saw a mixed tag. They wanted to get away from it because they didn't want to advocate violence. But yeah. With the men on women, I think it's an, I think it's inevitable because you're going to run out of stuff to do with so much time needing to be filled between all the shows that at some point, you know, they're going to have whether it's Ronda or you know, yeah, I think they'll they'll integrate that. I mean, a lot of the indie shows are doing uh, mixed mixed matches right now. I mean, Lucha Underground, they in particular, they did a lot of stuff with you know, sexy star wrestling men or uh, uh, Evilise wrestling men. So I think you know. I don't know if WF's just doing because they're worried about you know uh, you know kind of pushback from the uh, advertisers things like that, but it makes sense. It's something something they really should look into at this point. You think? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. All right. Uh, next story is about about um, this rumor that WWE is looking to offer contracts to Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. 
According to reports from the Wrestling Observer, WWE's expect to offer Cody Rhodes, Cody Omega, and the Young Bucks contracts by the end of the year. As of now, there's no word on whether they would accept or even consider the offers. You know, I think those guys are in tremendous position. They've shown they can be great success outside the WWE, and I think they're going to continue to expand the wrestling industry. Uh, their merchandise continues to be top sellers at stores like Hot Topics. Uh, they're all all in shows, already a huge success two months before the show. I'd say at this point, the WWE needs them for more, far more than they need the WWE. Uh, there was also a rumor. This uh, actually it wasn't a rumor. Tommy Dreamer had said that uh, WWE had offered him a substantial amount of money to uh, buy out Har- House of Hardcore, but he turned it down. So I don't know if WWE is just really at this point trying to lock up everyone and everything in a monopoly. Or well, like I said last week, they don't need anybody. No. They, like yeah. it, push come to shove, they don't need anybody. They, their business model now is, and they've set it up this way purposely. They don't need any one person sp- <clears throat> or group of people yeah. anymore. And there's pros to that and there's cons to that, but I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like it's because they're just trying to control more. That's exactly. I think it's just they stopping anything before it gets too big, possibly, or any, uh, if they have control over all the different promotions is in before they could essentially take off, they can control their competition before they have any real competition again, if that makes sense, I think. Uh, and it's, uh, or somehow working out deals where they have the stuff on the network. And I don't know, they, um, I think Cody and them are in a, a good position to uh, have options if that, and if that's something they want to do. And, but again, uh, when you go there, you lose all control. So that is, uh, and you're at their, their mercy. And uh, that's not to say that they won't use them good, but um, that is something that when you go there, that is typically you are in someone else's hands. So it's, uh, and you never know the way things are going to work out there. It it is literally a gamble with every single talent. So, but they're in a good position uh, to have options and, you know, maybe they do a year. I'm sure they would try to lock them up for three to five and all, in my opinion, and uh, and whatnot, but I think that it's good for them that they have that. If that is true, they have that option coming up for them. So, and I'm sure they, it, if they don't need to go there with the way they're going, if they're doing really well, you know why? I, I think I think they wait. But I, again, it all depends on what their goals are and how much money they're talking, essentially. So, um, Extreme Rules, Kurt Angle had announced that Brock Lesnar had a come to Raw this week. Uh, to agree to wrestle someone at SummerSlam, we'd have to forfeit the title. Um, they end up setting up two triple threat matches to determine who the number one contender would be. Roman Reigns defeated Finn Balor and Drew McIntyre. Bobby Lashley defeated Elias and Seth Rollins. So tomorrow night on Raw, we're going to have Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley do battle one more time to decide who will face Lesnar at SummerSlam. Um, I think the easy money's probably gone Reigns, but uh, you know, I think the Dive really wants to put the title on his waist. But I kind of think it would make more sense to give the win to Lashley. Lashley has that MMA background. I think you, know, you can promote a hell of a match between him and Brock, and uh, I think it gives Lashley's return a little more impact. Yeah, I don't know uh, what direction they're going to go on that. Um, very interesting to see. I, I think because Roman and Brock has been done now multiple times, I would think the money would be on a fresh matchup with Bobby and uh, Bobby and, and Brock, and then you could always feud Roman and, and Bobby after that, you know, for the title and have Roman win it back from him down the line. If that is what they're hell bent on doing. Um, but again, it all depends. They may want Roman to be the guy that, that beats Brock because you got to look at it from you're selling to the mass market still on that. 
where a big win like that, it, it does more for you worldwide than just that little hardcore audience, no matter what they think. That's not like on something like that, they're going they're going more global, I feel like, by you know, again like giving Roman the rub with Undertaker and all the big wins that he's 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 been afforded over the years. That adds up and that sells merchandise and that puts him in a position where if they don't want Bobby to be that guy, they'll they they won't do that. But I, I think from a fan standpoint, the fresh matchup is Bobby versus Brock. You know, I think that would be interesting to watch how that goes down to see how he performs in there. And whatnot. Um, I don't know though. I don't know what their what their goal is ultimately. If it is to put it on Roman, you know, they could always do a triple threat with it also. And uh, I think having Brock show up and taking both guys out, and there's not a winner, and maybe doing a triple threat would be cool. But you never. Again, it all depends on what direction they're going. So, JD. Well, I mean, how many times they've done Lesnar and, and Reigns? So obviously, the fresh matchup would be Lashley and. Uh... Rock, yeah, and the, the the key there would be to promote it properly. You know, don't do none of that bullshit with his sisters. I, I, I didn't actually watch that skit. I saw clips on Instagram, but I mean, it was just atrocious. You know, you got Lesnar killing people, and, and it's like Lashley's just looking like he can't even hang with his sisters, and <laughs> you can't. You know, you want to show a softer side in an interview, that's fine, but that was horrible. Yeah, but, rough. I mean, you can take what he's done and, and hype it up, and, and if you build it properly, I mean, he's got the physique. He and looks more he jacked than gone. ever, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, he's improved so much in the last umpteen years over how he was in his first run, and I don't believe they ever worked. I think Lesnar was already gone yeah. when Lashley came in the first time, mm -hmm. so... I mean, you literally have a first-time <clears throat> match, and you can't honestly say there's a lot of big matches in the company that can take place that have never taken place. So, nice. you know, go with that, too. And and uh, no matter what, Roman's always in the mix, and they yeah. can slide him in there, you know. That's what I think. And I think if Brock is truly going to be done for any significant amount of time, I think you do Bobby versus Brock because, again, you're, we've done Roman already how many times? Do the matchup that's never been done. You could still get the title on Roman if you want to go that direction in the future. And uh, he's a star already. So it's, he's already beaten Brock, I believe, right? Has he? Uh, he has a win I don't over remember Brock. him. I don't remember him beating Brock. I know, you know, the, no. last, the, the first time they fought, R Rollins ended up winning. That's right. And Lesnar's yeah. basically, and Lesnar's held the title since then. So I don't think Rollins has beaten Lesnar as far as I remember. Yeah, they've just okay. Then, then it, yeah, you never know then what direction they're going to go. So it'll be interesting. You, I mean, look, you you could put Bobby over. I want to call him Lashley. I don't know. Every time I say Bobby, I feel like I feel. I, I think of Bobby's world with a little cartoon with a Howie Mandel. <laughs> Do you? I'm I'm, picture, I'm picturing Will Ferrell, Ricky Bobby, <laughs> and uh, you you could do Lashley Lesnar. Lashley goes over down the line. Maybe the Rumble reigns beats Lashley they're saying that Brock I believe he had his first drug test so he's eligible to fight in January okay Brock could go do his fight in January show up in WWE Roman's the brand new champion and Lesnar can show up and say motherfucker you never beat me yeah and now you got a rematch between them and it's like well Brock's killed him more or less every match they've had 
Because, I mean, realistically, they've sort of been like 10, 15-minute slow squashes. I mean, Reigns gets some offense in there, but Lesnar's just... And, I mean, I don't know what the long-term story they're telling there is, but it would give that matchup a, a different look than the previous matches. And then, you know, you have people wondering, is Lesnar going to do his th- deal again and take the title, or is Reigns finally <coughs> going to beat him? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see for sure. I'm uh, I'm curious how that all plays out. See what what, what direction they're going to go with that. Um, this week, uh, Jake Snake Roberts did an interview with Sports Illustrated. He talked about a lot of things we've been talking about in the last couple episodes. Uh, he was saying about his frustration with the lack of originality. This is what I don't get about the young talent today. So many matches are exactly the same. Don't they get bored? It's ridiculous what they waste, and they don't even know they're wasting it. I blame that on a new way of wrestling. If you come up now, you can be in the main event within a year. In my day, you had to learn. We had the territories that forced us to constantly grow and change. Another problem is everybody wants to get to the top, and they have no problem sacrificing their life to do it. It doesn't take a great wrestler to jump off the top of a cage. How many times can you do that before you mess? How many times can you do that before you're crippled? Longevity is the key to success. And uh, he said, I had, a six, I had six moves when I wrestled. I knew when to do them. I did them absolutely perfectly, and people believed them. Teaching this class, I'm going to make people think differently. The truth is, it's the truth in what you've done and where you've been, and there's not many people who've done more than I have. You know, I think he makes a lot of good points that we've talked about that, uh, you know, Jake, you know, uh, he didn't put that much wear and tear in his body in the ring because, you know, he did just a couple moves. They did them very well, and the crowd went nuts for him. I mean, when he locked on that DDT, there was a, big, a bigger reaction than you get from most of the flips and crazy shit you see today. So yep. you know, I think, you know, in terms of the storytelling and the uh, psychology, I think, you know, no one tops Jake Roberts. So. No, he makes a lot of great points. And I know we, me and JD talk about this all the time, and it's um, there's no issue with the moves. Like as far outside of guys getting dropped on their heads and things like that, I don't agree yeah. with it, but I'm not going to do it. So if anybody else wants to, that's not my none of my business. I won't have anything to do with that. But the, the moves that do go wasted now, and um, a lot of times the guys that are doing that will be like, well, they're just jealous because they can't do that stuff. Well, no, that's most of the guys can do all the stuff. It, outside of a few of the the really high flyers that can do some really extravagant type flips and whatnot, and different things with the contortions with their body. But most of the guys could could do a lot of this stuff. But it's just it doesn't make sense. And like I, I've seen on some of the independent shows and whatnot, some four hundred something pound guys doing things that they shouldn't be doing. And it really puts yourself like. I understand everybody from a worker standpoint wants to prove to the guy I can go, I can do stuff. Uh, and it's funny when I and I was just talking to a couple guys at Northeast Wrestling yesterday, and whenever I talk to the guys, different guys, they're all agree. They go, "Yeah, we hate the direction it's going." Blah blah blah, and it's everything's the same. And but I don't know if they just I don't know what it, I don't know what is. I don't know where this came from and why it is the way that it is now. And like, I always said it like before you don't baseball, baseball has evolved and the game is sped up slightly, but baseball, the rules are still pretty much the same. I feel like in wrestling, the guys just said it's very disrespectful. In my opinion, they just started changing the rules of the game. Oh, because it's nobody's here. There's nobody to enforce the rules essentially. And, disrespecting the past and uh, it's just a really weird thing to me and I don't understand it. And, um, and it's not, the guys are all talented, but all these moves have existed and all this stuff has existed, but it's like, what is wrestling now? Isn't wrestling 
because wrestling used to be the illusion of a real fight. And that's not, not to say that there's not matches that are still like that because there are, but as on a whole, there's a lot of, there's a lot more stuff going on that Jake is talking about. And I understand, and it's not the old timers. It's not them being bitter or anything like that. It's just not the pro wrestling that they grew up and were taught. It, it wasn't what I was taught and all the guys in it. And I don't know what changed. I don't know what, what caused it to change. And I don't know why WWE started to change and go against a lot of their principles. I don't know. And we've talked about that time and time again. But it definitely has changed somewhat. And uh, I don't understand it. And, and again, it's going to be very interesting to see guys in 10, 15 years with that style and, uh, and to see if wrestling is there for them. Because uh, I have a pretty good idea what the answer to that is. And it's not good. But JD, your thoughts on this? Well, I'll try and keep it short because I could go on all day. I, about I know, this. I know. We've me and you talk about this a lot on, on boxers. So, you look at what Jake said. He says, "I have six moves." So, you stop and think to yourself: a twenty-minute match. How the fuck did Jake Roberts wrestle a twenty-minute match with six moves? Yeah. How did anybody wrestle a twenty-minute match with probably an arsenal of five to eight moves? It's because everything they did in between the moves, not only did it matter. It made sense, and it grabbed your attention. The kind of punches that guys threw, the audience was paying attention. The way the guy selling who took the punch had the audience's attention. All the different strikes, the forearms, the sledgehammers, the kicks, the stomps, all of the different in-between strikes and offense because it was like a boxing match in the sense that you don't sit there and just throw all these Hail Marys. That's a very good point, yeah. you got to throw some jabs. You fake the right, maybe a little uppercut, not a big one, a little shot to the body, some more jabs. Boom, maybe you go for the big overhand right. You missed it. Okay, now you got to reset and set back up. Well, that's what it was like in wrestling. The near falls in the beginning of the match were a lot smaller. It was roll-ups and quick pins and... You know, but it was the in-between stuff, and a lot yeah. of guys today can't do that yet. That's one element time, that is gone, yeah. At, at the same time, guys are hitting each other harder than ever. They're literally tagging each other in the head. They're forearming each other into next week, and the forearms don't have the audience's attention unless they're doing the whole you go, I go, you go, I go, yada, yeah. yada, fuck off. Okay, It's overdone. It's been done 10 million times. And I'm not impressed that you're allowing a guy to fucking hit you in the face with his forearm. It doesn't make you tough. It no. doesn't make you smart. Because when all. these guys were throwing working punches and either not touching you or it felt like a feather hitting you in the jaw and everybody for the first 10 rows back thought that you got your teeth knocked out, that's fucking impressive. Well, and the guy would sell it. That was and it would sell. Yeah. That, that was it was. That's right. It was all part of it. If the guy didn't sell it worth a shit, then guess what? They punched in the teeth for real and yeah. said, "Sell, motherfucker." <laughs> because we can do this the easy way, or we can do it the hard way, and we don't want to do it the hard way because we don't get paid anymore no. to do it the hard way, and we're going to make less money in the long run because of the wear and tear of the hard way. Yeah. Now everybody does things the hard way, and it's less captivating. So. You know, they can't do the aggressive looking pins. Everybody thinks, oh, I'm going to put the forearm on the face because that's what guys like Regal did. Regal looked like he was driving and Finley. 
they look like they're driving your skull into the fucking mat. These guys now look like, oh, let me, oh, yeah, there it is, right up. Yeah, well, count, count, Raph, one, two. Oh, so did that look rough? I put my elbow right by his temple. You yeah, okay, man? Yeah. Like, and it's just like, there's so much shit that happens in wrestling now. And I, and I tell you, it all goes back to the motto that existed for like a hundred fucking years. It, w- it would always say, hey, man, this ain't ballet. Mm. Now, there's so much shit in wrestling matches that looks like ballet. Yeah, that's a good point. And, very, very choreographed. and I don't care what kind of a Even how guys, guys run the ropes now, I've noticed they're different than... They hit the, they hit the turnbuckles like fairies. They, they, they run the ropes like butterflies. Like, it's you know, that's the kind of shit where guys... We, yeah. Guys used to hit the ropes with authority. They'd hit the turnbuckles with authorities. They take a back. The guy who comes to mind, how he attacked the ropes. We were taught that mm-hmm. he attacked the ropes. Everything yes. he knew attacked the turnbuckles. Everything was. Yeah. I did, Everything that's looks one thing aggressive. I've noticed. Yeah. You can't just. So, what? You're only going to be aggressive here and aggressive there. You're trying to win the match. You it's, know what I mean? Yeah. And, so, I mean, ultimately. Uh, it's just night and day, and I feel like everything that helped wrestling go from a carnival sideshow to a worldwide spectacle, all of those key elements, nothing about it was broken. It yeah. wasn't. You I can't. Agree. You, anybody can still watch the classic matches on the network, and a lot of people and they're going to go and, and and pop for the matches or get sucked into the matches. Because even though they've probably seen it ten times and they know who wins it, it's it's they just get sucked in by how good the action was. And I don't understand why that direction changed. And I feel like it's a direction where it's going to be damaging very long term because there's nowhere to go from it. Well, I mean, it's like a boxer. Like, you come out swinging, and you're just throwing Hail Marys, and everybody's throwing Hail Marys. Now, all of a sudden, you're not getting any quality matches anymore. It's just a goddamn mess. Yeah. And and then where do you go from there? It's, it's like, you know, guys bringing bazookas to the ring. I mean, ultimately, yeah. it's going to get to that point. That's so, what I was saying, too. When you see matches with guys will throw a bro kick or a super kick, and I can't tell you how many times I've seen this. First thing in a match, running bro kick, and the guy literally just shakes it off, and he's doing something right after. Like, it's I don't understand that aspect of it. It was um, because if you get kicked in the head, you get kicked in the head. It's uh, and if you've ever been kicked in the head, you know you typically you go down, especially if it looks good. And I can't like, just things like that. I'm like, well, where are you going from that? Why? It just seems like the rules have changed amongst people, and I don't. I just don't. I don't understand it, but. And like I, I said, don't like the yeah. stuff that gets borrowed from shoot fighting, you know, because it gets implemented into the strong style, right? The, the forearms to the head and the kicks, even though they're wearing shin pads and shit. And that's why the leg slaps are out of control, right? Because everybody wants to, it's all, everything has to sound like a shoot. <clears throat> well, first yeah. of all, let's watch the guys fight with bare feet and look at all the body shots that will get hit with kicks. And you tell me where there's a <laughs> slapping noise. Yeah, there's not. On the thigh. Maybe if the guy catches him in the fucking flank. Yeah. But a lot of the other kicks are nothing but thuds. It's... Okay, and if a guy starts forearming the other guy in the face, he either starts squirting blood from 12 different spots or the referee stops the fight. But it's like, boom, I'm going to forearm the guy, and then I'm going to drop my hands and just stand there with like a deer in the headlights and wait for him to look at the crowd and then come and give me one. 
And then he's going to stand there with his dick in his hand and say, come on. And you just do that for like three minutes. And it's like, you know, the first time people saw that, it was like, whoa. Second time you saw it, you're like, whoa, whoa that's still whoa. 367,000 times later, it's like, for fuck's sakes, do something yeah. else. That's the thing. When something gets think- done over and over, it definitely, um, that tends to be a theme too with people. They just start doing what they see. And now it's being in the same things that are done every match and whatnot. So it's, and it gets very repetitive really quickly. So. Do you think a lot of it could be because of where the guys come from? I mean, you know, back in the past, everyone kind of came to wrestling the same way. Now you got people coming from NFL, people coming from uh, gymnastics, or you know, could that be a lot of the reason that you know, kind of everyone's kind of this fall in this cookie cutter, for lack of a better word, WWF NXT style? No, because- no, yeah, that's I- not where it came from. It came, it came from the fact that you know there was a lot of there used to be a lot of veterans, and they would sort of police things on the indies. You know, yeah. I remember when I started. The locker room had more veterans than it did, you know, guys who had been wrestling a couple years or green guys. And, you know, you would go out there and you did something stupid in your match. They would say, listen, this was fucking stupid. You know, and I remember hearing other guys who were green at the time when I started in 2000. It's like, you know, the veteran would scold and they'd go, yeah, it's just because he can't do it. But they would go out there and fuck around with the crowd and the crowd would be on their feet and it would take them five minutes to even lock up. Yeah. But they had the crowd the whole time and they would go home at the 12 minute mark after taking about four bumps, huge pop, maybe the pop of the night. And they would come back and look at those same greenhorns who were like, mm, you can't do it. And they're like, that's how it's done. And guess what? I don't need to fucking ice my body down and, 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 you know, go to the hospital today. Meanwhile, they're sitting there limping around because they did 12 dives to the floor. But yeah, and I will, but, uh, yeah, Go ahead. No, to your point, though, and with this, I have nothing against the actual dives or the moves. It's just there's a time and a place for them. But when you're doing it constantly, these guys would know how to work a match and then put something in there or put one high spot in there and get a massive reaction with the one rather than doing 12, 13, 14 things that kind of just, eh. Yeah, it, it's, it's a just entirely different mindset. Whereas then all of a sudden, it's just because you can do something doesn't mean you do it all the time and the greats all know that it's um and that's kind of what i see where it's just out of place a lot of times and and it makes no sense but yeah and the other the other element too which was um you know once upon a time wrestling was like the mafia and it was really (laughs) hard to get in you know then eventually a couple of wrestling schools popped up and it was the same thing like there was maybe three or four wrestling schools in the whole country they were all run by people who were protecting the business and they weeded people out who they thought were either not going to make it or would be toxic to the business. Yeah. And then eventually, and I, you know, I, it was a very slow progression because I used to see little changes year by year by year. When I started, I started in 2000, probably about 2005, 2006, I first started taking notice and went, I could see the trend and I was like, I hope it doesn't keep picking up. But a lot of other people were being taught the basics. And before they really had any experience, they would run and buy a ring, rent a warehouse, and now they have a wrestling school. And the other wrestling schools before that were very expensive because, you know, 3500 4000 because they wanted to weed people out. And these guys started running schools going, hey, I'll train you for $2,000. They train them for two months, book them on a show. Now they got 10 new wrestlers on the circuit who shouldn't be there. 
And more and more of these sort of fly-by-night type wrestling schools popped up all over the place to the point where I bet you right now there's probably 50 or 100 schools oh, in the e- country. Easily, sure. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. And so instead of protecting the industry, it was like, well, I have no money, but you're off, I'll take your $200 a month to let you in. And next thing you know, it's just out of control. No, I I agree with you. And it's not, to, this isn't to bash anything. It's just, it, it's simply talking about it. And because it is a real thing and it's discussions I have with different talents and people on shows. And I think a lot of people recognize what is going on and don't agree with it. But for whatever reason, it is, um, it is, it's, it's going on a lot. Jake's brings up a lot of great points and, and it's hard to argue him. I, w- I would love to hear someone's argument with him on that, but because uh, I don't think he's wrong. Ace, I think we got time I, for one more piece of news on this for tonight's show. Okay, I think you kind of enjoy this one. Apparently, Jose Canseco has signed a pro wrestling contract. Former Major League Baseball star Jose Canseco will join the ranks in pro wrestling world at World Class Revolution Pro. Uh, we couldn't be happier to welcome Jose into our family. That represents equality, diversity, family, and love. Jose is without a doubt one of the greatest athletes professional baseball has ever seen. Uh, the first 40 home run and 40 stolen base athlete in history. Uh, professional wrestling and our other avenues of business have enabled us to start becoming a multimedia company, which has always been our goal. We're starting to effectively combine pop culture with our wrestling product, and we're seeing great results thus far. And you know, to me, I think that he said it right there, the pop culture thing. I mean, I think a lot of people have become kind of obsessed with that indie wrestling uh, pop culture thing. I mean, Macaulay Culkin's been doing shows. Uh, you see the principal from Saved by the Bell doing shows. It's, you know, it seems like it's, they're trying to do that as a way to draw attention to their product. Uh, you know, I can't imagine what kind of role Kinsakos will be playing. He's 54 years old, but you know, I think that's going to bring some eyes to the, the show that wouldn't, necessarily, wouldn't normally necessarily care about wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I've actually. Um, he lives. He lives in Vegas, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. Because uh, I know. Well, I'm sorry, I cut it off. But he actually bowled over at Red Rock. Oh, in, really? In the league, and so I'm looking over. It's like, <laughs> is that a Jose Canseco throwing a bowling ball? And <laughs> yeah, it was just. They don't drug test in bowling. I know. That's true. <laughs> they should. <but> no. That's. Uh, <laughs> I. Uh, no, I liked him as a kid. I think all kids liked him as a baseball. If you played, I grew up playing baseball. But he, uh, that world class is it? World class wrestling, world class championship world wrestling, world class revolution pro. Okay, because that used to be Imperial Wrestling Revolution, I believe. Is that correct? Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, that so. Jerry Bostic, I believe, is because I've worked for him, um, and uh, they they run a good good promotion. Um, because I believe I saw him on the image for this for this write up. Yeah, it was, it was definitely Jerry Bostic. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's his promotion then, and uh, he's a good dude, and they run a good show. So uh, I'm sure it's to probably use Jose as just a way to get some fans in, and I, I'm sure he's not going to be working 20 minute independent matches or anything of that nature, especially at his age and whatnot. And I don't know if he has any any background in professional wrestling. I know he's done a lot of different things though, but. I just think that's a way it's a good little publicity thing. And I think that's a good, you have a little bit of everything, especially, you know, it's a good promotion. They draw a good amount of fans for their shows. As long as they're making money, then, you know, and everybody's winning the talent, you know, probably gets decent paydays and whatnot. And uh, I'm curious as to what that deal was for, to be quite honest, but um, because they didn't state that actually, right? No, they didn't actually give a money Uh, number, right? 
there was no specifics like in yeah. terms of he's going to work in there full time, you know, no, could you know be a couple shows short, or yeah. how, how much. So I'm sure yeah, it could just be a short term deal actually too. So no, I think it's cool though. There's nothing wrong with that and anything to to try to attract some fans and get some new fans out there and whatnot. And and uh, it's not a bad bad deal at all. But with that, Ace, and is there anything you want to go ahead and uh, plug to wrap up this week's wrestling news? Sure. You can find Mike Ace Malera on criticalblast.com, or you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter at SkitchNM. Uh, this week on Critical Blast, we had a preview of Warner Brothers' new DC Universe platform. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. It looks like you're going to be able to access like all kind of DC movies, TV series, and your comics in one place. It looks like it's going to be a pretty decent price point, so uh, I'm going to check it out. Good deal. All right, Ace. Well, I will be talking to you this week. And uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after these messages, guys. Hey, guys, it's the big guy Ryback with Feed Me More Nutrition. And right now, we have our summer specials only available on FeedMeMore.com. Buy one vanilla iso-hungry protein, get the second half off. Buy one cherry limeade, wake up unlimited energy, get the second half off. The big guy testosterone booster is now back in stock, and check out our finish it. Branch Chain Amino Acid Electrolyte Pump Matrix. Great combo specials are also available all summer long. Get hungry. Stay hungry. Feed me more. We are back. Episode 100. Yay. Yay. Put some party music in there up front. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100. The uh, and we're done. This is it. The show's done yeah. after this. I'm officially. We're calling it quits. I made it to a hundred. I'm fucking yeah, done, JD. Exactly. I don't have any more. I, I today's been so goddamn frustrating on so many things. Anyways, I was debating doing the show on trap doing them on travel days. I don't like because yeah. it's already because you get in. I got in kind of late. By the time I get home to like almost three, and I was already exhausted you get unpacked you do your laundry throw the wrestling gear in throw the other laundry in get organized sat down iced the back sipped on the pre-workout and some bcas and uh then i had to go do an hour of cardio 50 minutes sorry today and uh dealing with a bunch of website bullshit and uh marketing stuff bullshit and uh spending a lot of money right now and uh yeah. I'm not today. Well, I guarantee you, fans are asking, like, why doesn't Webmaster Joe do it? And it's like, Webmaster Joe got other stuff to do besides. Yeah, Webmaster Joe, yeah. It's, <laughs> it would, it would, uh, or Asian Joe. It would probably help things out. So we're actually going to find, uh, we're going to get this all sorted. Yeah. It's, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. But, uh, hell of a week. I, uh, wrestled for Northeast Wrestling the other day. And, uh, where is that at? It was in Niles, Ohio. No, so I flew into so Akron, okay. and uh, I actually got uh, flew in Friday night, and I was supposed to get in at like eleven o'clock at okay. night. So I was getting in late already. Yeah, but that's like you're adjusting to the time, so I probably get to bed by like two because of the time difference and everything. And so I get into Detroit, and uh, I'm hurrying because my plane was boarding already. It was a short connection time, so I'm Detroit Airport. Very long. If you don't catch the tram. Yeah. The the walkway just goes forever yeah. and ever. And this was the A terminal. And uh, I didn't, when I came out, I should have just, I missed it. I Like where I came out of, the tram was right there. Oh, no. And I just, I had already walked. And I go, oh, I'll just walk. I'm already, and every time I've done this mo- multiple times, I should have just turned back and went and waited for it. And, right. And, uh, but I, go, I had to go all the way down 
pass to the B and C middle connecting where you go to those terminals and then walk even halfway down. So I get there and I'm like, I'm starving too because it's on this the fasting day. Yeah. I'd had the one meal on the plane. I had my Baja fresh, but I hadn't eaten in probably in a few hours and I it was going to be meal number two for the day, right. which is probably going to be my last meal for the fasting. And uh, everything shut down at the Detroit airport and it was because it was late at night. Right. Like convenience stores, everything. So I get to the gate, and uh, and the plane was delayed till eleven uh, forty, and it was a ten oh five initially. So, yeah. so you lucked out. You made the flight. I didn't make it. To I the, mean, I, I got there, and the flight it was delayed. So right, but I mean, the plane hasn't left you. Yeah, no. Okay. Well, the plane was never there. Oh no. So the. I go and I'm looking for food and I find a vending machine that had baked chips. I saw that. So I bought three bags of baked chips because I was just starving. Yeah. And I'm sitting there just eating the chips and just so eating. People I, are looking at you. Yeah. It's like I, I always sit away from people. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. So I'm sitting all by myself just eating these baked chips. And uh, a couple people came over for pictures. And I'm like, I can't smile on the pictures because I have orange all in my teeth. These cheddar baked. So when someone sees the picture, Ryback's a dick to fans, not smiling. No, I had chips in my teeth, asshole. And I see everybody rushing to the gate. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what's going on now? And I, uh, I walk on over and I look and it says 1225 now, delayed oh, to. No. Now I'm wondering, I'm like, what's going on? So I asked the uh, guy at the, the desk, I said, what's going on? I he goes, oh, bad weather in uh, Lexington where the plane's coming from Kentucky. He goes, it keeps getting pushed back. I said, are the odds pretty good that the plane's not going to show up tonight? He goes, it's probably fair to say, yeah. yeah. And I said, uh, will I be able to get my bag pulled since there's no plane here so I can get a rental car? It was a three-hour drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah, you got to check downstairs with the Delta desk. So I go, there's a line down there. I wait in line for about 30 minutes. I get to the lady and uh, explain the situation. Traveling all day, I'm tired. I, I got to drive three hours. It's yeah, like, yeah. if I can get my bag, it would help out, please. Yeah. She goes, yeah, no problem. It'll be one to three hours. And uh, I go, oh, that's kind of a... Uh, is there any way to like radio them and just kind of see if they can grab it? And she goes, you're not a priority, sir, sir because of... There's, they got to pull baggage from other flights yeah. and like, this was just, uh, the plane's not there and I'm taking my chances driving. So I said, I know what, I'm not going to get angry. I just said, have a nice night, turn around and walked out. I might've made some comments under my breath as I walked away sure. and, uh, just to make myself feel better without making a scene. <laughs> and, uh, you know what these days you're well, just going to, hold on, were your blow. lips orange though when you were talking? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> of course. Chips flying all over right. the place. And, uh, no, she, uh. I go get a rental car. I go so I go to the budget. I have to take the sh the, sh the the bus to. Sure. If you know the Detroit airport, it's kind of far away. I get to budget. I was going to go with national or budget. I usually go national. Uh -huh. I go. Oh, budget was like forty bucks cheaper for the for this car. So sure. I'll go budget. I should have went national because national you got the the club Emerald Club. You just walk up, take your car, you go right out. Right. This budget didn't have a fast break, so I have to wait in line for over an hour. Uh, there were only two people working and there was a full line. So I wait in line for an hour. Now I'm like, man, did I just make a mistake doing this? Should I go back and just check in and go wait for the flight? Yeah. And I was like, no, I've committed to this. I'm going. I finally get my car. I get in it like a little before 3 a.m. And uh, I go to the airport. The hotel is right by the airport, luckily. Airport's closed. So, okay, I'll just wake up in the morning and go get my bag. I got a toothbrush from the uh, people 
at the check-in desk. And uh, I go get my bag in the morning and I ask the guy, I go, did the flight come in last night? He goes, no, it got delayed to this morning. So I did make the right move by driving. Sure. Had I waited, I would have had to get a hotel in Detroit, right. very little sleep, early morning flight. And then it just, you know what I mean? So I got in, I got a full night's rest, went and got my bag, got my workout in and how long was the drive between Detroit to Akron? Three hours. Three hours. Yeah, three right. Hours. It was three fifteen with a stop. Okay. So, it so was it would a, have been like a forty-five minute flight in Detroit. <coughs> yeah, Detroit. very. Yeah, very short. Okay. It was. I believe flying Akron to Detroit was only like twenty-five minutes. Oh, nice. Going there might have been a little further. Maybe it could have been a, like a, could have been a forty-minute flight because of the differences with the right the wind and stuff. Yeah, but uh, it was one of those just travel days that are. People, that's just one day, man. It's just like God. Yeah. But luckily, I, I made the right move by drive. Like I'll, I'll, I'll drive any day over a flight. Right. It saves me the stress we've talked about. Like I just, yeah. it was raining. The weather was horrible. Probably not ideal for driving it, either. It was pretty raining, pretty bad over here a couple weekends ago or something. I like actually that. heard that. Uh, I saw that ago, on yeah. somebody's Instagram. I was like, oh, the weather looks really bad right now. Yeah. But had a hell of a show for Northeast Wrestling. I think we had it was. Between two and twenty five hundred fans okay. at the baseball stadium. It was uh, we had Ray Mysterio. Oh, so it was at a baseball stadium. Yeah, that, oh, the nice. Northeast Wrestling runs at baseball stadiums. Okay, not not all their shows, but they're big shows. Okay, and these are called Wrestling Under the Stars. It's um, I'm not necessarily a fan of baseball stadiums to wrestle in because because uh, it's not it's not it's not. The crowd like, was really far, far away from away, this yeah. one. They have chairs down there too, but they don't have chairs. All the way around right. the the thing, so it's um, which I wish there was because it but it's you're playing to like the behind home base right, and they're all scattered out and there were a lot of people there, but it's you can't you don't you can't work on the backside of the ring because it's even further people nobody's over there right, so you're kind of working that first half of the ring, <laughs> and it, it's just different. But right. uh, I wrestled this guy Dylan Bostic who was a lot of fun. He was actually one of the local guys I took on in 2012 in uh, a two-on-one match. During that whole two was greater than one period. Um, but he uh, he was a lot of fun, and uh, I, I was happy. The crowd was really, really good for that. So, And we didn't have to do any flips. So it was, uh, it was a good night at the office and got back today. So I figured we uh, get the recording in today, today though, yeah. Uh, Sunday evening because the I got the stem cells tomorrow, double stem cell procedure, and it's always better to get the show out on a Monday than like a Tuesday or Wednesday, yeah. just because the way they do the metrics on the show. So they record Sunday to Sunday, essentially Sunday night to Sunday night okay. is what the kind of so when it comes out Wednesday, you lose essentially like two days of gotcha. of numbers. So, but JD, what's going on with you? Everything good? Yeah, yeah, just. Uh... Some mechanical bullshit earlier. I had uh, the hydraulic jack in my office had a air bubble or something in the uh, hydraulic line, and of course I'm not a mechanic or an engineer, so I was on YouTube trying to figure out how the hell I'm supposed to get this air bubble out of the bottle jack, and because uh, I have that uh, modified press that with a 20 ton bottle jack on it that. I used to press the dies into the leather to stamp out the belts. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been leaking hydraulic fluid. So one of the solutions was you unscrew the air valve partially 
and then you crank the handle and you sort of pump the air out. Well, I thought, okay, I've done that before. I'll do that again. I did that and I couldn't hear any air come out. And I thought, well, Jesus, maybe I didn't turn the valve far enough. I give the valve like another fucking turn and dude, it just hydraulic fluid shot all over me, all over the, all over the wall on the floor. And it was like, son of a bitch. (laughs) And, uh, that was a big cleanup. And then obviously that didn't solve the problem. So back to the drawing board and then needless to say, three hours later and $20 worth of paper towels. I, uh, I think I got the air bubble out of there. (laughs) That's one of the things, man, we talk about. And this isn't like me and you, when we talk, we always, we vent because it's when you have your own business and these things, you you deal with everything from top to bottom. And uh, it sometimes just feels good just to talk about the problems because it's, we, we both. Well, there's just so many unforeseen, like, you know, yeah. I, I just, I went in there and start doing my thing and I was using it yesterday and it was fine. And I go in there today and it's like, it's leaking fluid. I'm like, oh, okay, well. You know, you're hoping it's a little five minute whatever, but there's just always something every day that shows up out of the blue and decides to insert itself into your day, and you're the only one that can take care of it. So, yeah, no, it's. Uh, I remember early on when I had everything set up, actually down here in the office down here where we we did the podcast room. It um. With my my printer, my label printer, there would be days we were just it, it it broke, and I remember like four hours in here one day, and I was just going crazy. I couldn't where I had all these orders, and I couldn't fill them. I couldn't print the labels. I was like, this is this is all these things that just happen that you have no control over, and it was like now everything is all set up and running smoothly, and but still, like if you there you never know there could just be a day something just goes out, and you're just you got to deal with it. It's, uh, there's not like anyone you could just like, hey, take care of this, damn it. It's so just all the, well, I would probably be calling Joe if I lived closer to him. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, I'll get the part-time handy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But, uh, what about you, Joe? What's going on with oh, your Oh, geez. Um, so I drove out to LA and then come to find out I lost my wallet. That always scares me, by the way. That's because that can really fuck up your right, life. Right, but luckily, no one like I usually get notifications for any charges and stuff like that. So I was able to cancel all the cards. But just like, what sucks is like I actually have a towel wallet where it's basically a uh, a device where if you were to lose something, you can um, open up an app, the towel app on your phone, and you can find where your wallet's located. For some reason, the wallet wasn't communicating to my phone because you have to be it's Bluetooth enabled. So, so like when when you don't know where your phone is or your keys is, you know, are located, you press the the towel app and it it it, it makes a like a like a noise. Yeah. And it tells you where your, where your car is or your keys are, or your wallet, whatever. And so for some reason, the towel app in my wallet wasn't communicating for like twenty three days. So. For some reason, I couldn't. There's no way I could find my 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 wallet, and so I ended up have to cancel all the credit cards. Um, luckily, I was able to go to the DMV website to renew or to get a new duplicate of my my driver license. Okay. Um, the only tricky part is I have to get my because I had a, a US uh, US passport card when I ever travel. Um, I have to get that. I have to actually. I think I have to go to the actual. Um, 
the the uh, passport place or something like that. Too. Where do you go? Where is? Can you go to the post office? For I think that? you can. I think you have to fill out the form first to say that UPS you too. I think certain UPS stores do that. I believe too. Is the UPS store? I thought it was uh, the postal service. I th- I thought both. Of, I thought some UPS stores oh, offer that might. service. They might. Okay. Those are usually not nearly as busy as the right. USP. I right. would call and check on yeah. that. Post uh, offices are. Uh, well, you can you can schedule a uh, appointment. Okay, too. okay. Same thing for the DMV where you have to schedule an appointment. <coughs> um, but yeah, so I was in LA to help uh, Alexis Fox's variety show. How'd that go? Um, it went pretty good. Um, probably I think we had like six comedians and one rapper. So it was actually a pretty good show. Okay. Any uh, big names at all, or um, all up and comer I I mean, there's some who who've done like comedy comedy shows and stuff like that. Um, BET. I think one guy named uh, Cisco Durant was in BET. Who's really funny. Um, there's uh, uh, Richie Lease. He's he does uh, he kind of has a joke that he looks like one of the Muppet, Muppet characters. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a few there's a few other ones that are like up and coming. So they they came and do their, their you know seven to eight minute bit. Um, you know, work with the crowd and stuff like that. And so it's a uh, but the thing is, though, right before what's the thing is though, the right before the show, they're passing out the you know weed to smoke. You know, it's a it's a it's a place where you can actually smoke weed. Yeah, I remember you've mentioned this before it's, the show, and then so God, when, I'd be so paranoid at this thing. Yeah, so when the crowd comes in and then a comedian comes in, no one's laughing. Yeah, because you were this, because they're sitting there and like I guess they're laughing on the inside. And they're so paranoid they're to so, laugh. They're, they're yeah. so paranoid or, or too high to to really understand. All oh, these people are going to hear me if I laugh. Right. Look at me. So, uh, like, usually it takes about like a couple comedians before the, the crowd actually gets gets into it. Um, but yeah, overall, it was actually a pretty good show. So she's actually doing. I think she's we're working on the dates for next month, but she wants to do like a do it a monthly thing. Okay. Yeah. And you said, is it like a talent thing too? It's yeah. It could be. You could be a musician. You can sing. What's the worst thing you've seen so far? Where you're just like, why the? Why did we have put this person on the show? So far, it hasn't been really. Is there somebody that just isn't talented that's come out and you're like, oh, no, maybe the wrong actually, career choice? Because like usually, like we actually like see some of their work before they, okay. we bring them on. We screen so, them slightly yeah, before they... Yeah, we screen they... them slightly and like we'll see their like, you know, they're, they might post it on Instagram or YouTube of what they do and stuff like that. Um, originally, we were supposed to have a harpist on uh, in the show, uh, but she, w- she wasn't able to make it. Um, so we're trying to get a couple, maybe maybe a band or two to come in and play a few songs. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, it's like a lot of times we, we actually look at the, look at their talent before. Feedback so. has been good so far yeah, with everything? Sure, yeah, like, yeah, a lot of people love it. And, um, good. Yeah, and stuff like that, so. Good deal. I don't have a lot I have to talk about this week. I'm so burnt out. Yeah. I don't know. I get, we got our topic tonight I was going to talk about later on. Whatever your job, give it your all. That no matter what you do, that I wrote about that in my book, okay. and I just think there's just there's a lot of people that sometimes they don't have uh, yeah. the job that they want, and they don't really apply themselves, and it that's not the way to approach it. Mm. And uh, just kind of talking a little bit about that later, but yeah, some tips of the week too. Yeah, well, I came back. Well, today I actually went to the Apple store. You know, we we, t- we answered about the Apple. You know, the iPhone. The whole scam on all Apple. Right. You well, gotta now pay for a, a thing to plug your headphones in. Right. 
Well, what look, else are we going to have to pay Even for? though everything's expensive there, at least when you go there, their customer service, I, I actually do like their customer service. They've you very, just because you had one good experience, Joe, doesn't doesn't <laughs> true. But I mean, I'm I'm basing off my experience. Yeah. So okay. I'm sure other people have issues. Yeah. The just workers like, tend to always do be helpful. I feel like what's that? How, the workers there tend to be helpful. Yeah, they're like, even helpful. Even you know they try to explain how how things work, even though it's just like it's gonna be five thousand dollars or yeah. something like that. Um. No. So I mentioned we mentioned this before on the podcast that. Uh, the the iPhones have battery issues, so what happens is when are you still experiencing this? You said yes, I was experiencing it. What phone do you have again? I have the it's called the iPhone SE. People thought it was an iPhone two because it's a tiny. You're tiny really phone. behind. I have a tiny uh... phone compared to everyone else. <laughs> yeah, no, that but is. But it's yeah. an i technically it's an iPhone six in an iPhone five body. Yeah, so so I do yes. have. An older phone, so it's obviously like four, four models behind, or two, maybe three models behind. That's light years of this. I mean, yeah. you are you are behind. Yeah, but remember, I got this phone about two years ago. It's not that far. Yeah, I got the right. success. It was a year old when they started messing. Exactly. With, yeah. So, um, so finally, the in the in the iPhone, it once your battery degrades, the operating system, uh, in order to run optimal like peak performance. They have a tendency of running a little bit slower, like lower the the processing speed, the memory, yeah. just to run the the apps that you're yeah. running. Now it got down to a point where it was seventy eight percent. Normally, between one hundred percent to eighty percent is usually the best performance. So once it reached down to seventy eight percent, and I noticed it started resetting, restarting yeah. each other. So I decided, you know what, I'm just gonna, you know, because um, Apple until December, the end of December. Um, normally, it would charge they would charge you eighty dollars to replace your battery, uh, out of warranty. Yeah. So, but because of the whole backlash and all the 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 news about that Apple is lower degrading the um, the operating system or the, the processing, whatever, they decided, all right, it's our fault. We didn't let it our consumers know, so we're giving everyone a discount. It's gonna be thirty bucks. So I go to I go I go to the Apple store and I said, hey, I need to get my battery replaced. But I also noticed that for some reason my my iPhone is not connecting to my my computer when yeah. I when I use the uh, the lightning yeah. the, the the lightning cable. So he looked it up, tried it out, tried to clean the port, didn't work. So uh, he said, you have two options. Uh, either restart the software and wipe everything out completely, which I don't want to do because I have some some, some stuff in there, or um, pay two hundred fifty dollars for a brand new phone, but brand new meaning the same model. Yeah. So I said, let's go with the battery, and I'll worry about the software later. So I gave my phone to do the, do the battery. So uh, it took about two hours. Uh, so I came back, and it says, um, for some reason, we couldn't replace your battery. And so when I heard that, it's like, oh, then I'm shut out of luck. And they said that because I guess the battery tab was broken, they can't take it out, whatever. Yeah. And they said, we're going to give you a new phone. Like, so it worked out for you. It worked out for me with the exception of I basically lost everything. Yeah. So, but I mean, new phone. I do got a lot of new phone, but like all my apps are gone. Like, it's just work. You got to rebuild your phone. You just got to rebuild yeah. it. Like all the text messages I had before. But luckily I have my uh, iMessage on my, on my Mac. A lot of people save. Are you big on like saving your messages? I do because a lot of it is like work related. And so people will say, like, hey, Joe, like 
you remember that time or like you know when when someone says oh i didn't say that and they're like oh by the way you did say that yeah and so i always <laughs> delete messages i know yeah, no, yeah. you have you delete messages yeah i always um, have like i just like i don't like the clutter on my phone yeah i, just, I don't yeah because i have like a lot like a large memory so i don't really care because but i do hear i do hear a lot of people who I work with saying that, hey Joe, do you have that photo that 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 I that you sent me like six months ago? Yeah. So it's like You're that All guy. Right. They you have expect they people expect like, you exactly. To so it's like a lot of times that's why I keep it. It's like, hey Joe, do you saw that video that you sent me like a few like a few months ago? It's like, all right, here it is. You should start disappointing people, Joe. <laughs> I no, I don't. Yeah. I deleted it. <laughs> so. um yeah, so they Apple gave me a brand new phone for thirty dollars. Look at that Apple coming through for Asian Joe. Yeah, it's not always the case. Yeah, otherwise I would have if I picked option two. It's like all right, pay two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, no, you're, of, you're lucky you did go option one because right. I got you the phone for the price of the battery essentially. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So, but it worked out. Happy ending for Asian Joe. I know. That was a good happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got a. I got my stem cell procedures here Monday at 3 p.m. today. They have the show coming out. And uh, they were able to finally call me back. And um, the lady, that the, the people there, that it took them three weeks to get it authorized by the insurance. But luckily, with my new insurance that I bought, that ended up being $100 cheaper a month than my old one, oh. <coughs> covers stem cells 100%. Oh. So I only have to pay the deductible okay. of twenty five hundred, and they're paying for both procedures same day. Before I'd have to go in separate days, do my back one day, wait sure. a week or two, and do the shoulder. They're literally covering everything all in one thing. And uh, wait, so the reason why you do it two separate days is because of your insurance, or is because a lot of that is it's some it's insurance reasons, and just oh, sometimes okay. the. Usually they just do one the procedure anyways, uh -huh. but I'm dealing with the two things. So and they understand I'm on a timetable here. Okay. I, I want I gotta I'll take a cup 10, 12, 14 days off of training, and then I got to get ready. I got a match in, coming up on the nineteenth and the twenty fifth. So I got that downtime. And I got to turn around and start training again to to be ready to wrestle. But and again, if I have to. I don't think I'll have to. I usually, I'm fine the day of the procedure. Like, it's not surgery, like I've said. Right. It's just injections. But you're sore mm -hmm. after because you got needles going in your disc, and they give you an epidural, usually for the back, and then they do the shoulder all over the place, and they're doing a new shoulder procedure for me, so. Can you can you drive yourself, or do you No, have I get dropped off? I'll get dropped off. Yeah, on, uh, they usually like the person to wait there. Okay. And they, they, you could technically, I've had so many now, they've let it where, they know I'm not going to drive or anything. Okay. As long as I get dropped off and get someone to pick me up, they're cool with that okay. too. So it's uh, so that to get that, I'm really grateful to be able to get this done. This should put me where I need to be here. And, but it actually, I can actually get two more done at the end of the year, two for free. Mm -hmm. So this is actually I get four more procedures done. So it's saving me over this one over ten, around ten thousand dollars saving me. Wow. So it's uh, well, I could use that ten thousand dollars to uh, get that website build that going. goddamn new website. <laughs> this is oh, if people only knew. I don't or even put wanna... it in the Apple Fund. Yeah, <laughs> or a new laptop fund. <laughs> I enjoy burning money. Yeah. It's fun just to burn it and watch it burn. <laughs> well, Fucking dude, burn. That, that's your struggle. That's that's that because Ryback's struggling. That's why you're doing your cameo and all. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. <laughs> If people knew the cost of having a business. It's yeah. Luckily, and hopefully Aurora and MJ make a comeback at some point. 
If you fucking work in a McDonald's in a year. They all will. <laughs> well, no, no, you, no, 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 no. Actually, uh, McDonald's came out with an app. Um, so you get, uh, I think, for any meal you buy from the app, you get free fries. So they're, they're trying to push the new app where you uh, send your order in and then you pick it up at the McDonald's. Because they're eliminating, like, now they're having tea kiosks. Where you don't talk. Well, the kiosks are all over into other countries, by the way. In the right. England, I've seen those. But now, if there's, you know, I went to the McDonald's, you know, because I, I needed a drink or something. I went to McDonald's and I'm like waiting in the cashier, and then some guy says, like, oh, you can use the kiosk there. And it's like, are you serious? I can't just say I need a drink, not just have to scroll through the pub, yeah. you know, through all that, which I'm, a, I'm technically, I mean, you know, I'm You would technical. think you would be all for the technology, but Webmaster Joe. No, I'm all about convenience and speed yes. when, when I'm at that point. When, when I'm thirsty or I'm hungry, it's like, just give me something. Yeah. But when I have to scroll, because the problem is, though, if I'm, like, there's only, they only have, like, four kiosks. Yeah. And if it's busy, you got to get the older people trying to figure out how to use that it. That is, you don't want to be in the wrong line. And so that. it's just going to take forever. It's just like, you know, the self-checkout line. I hate those. When, oh, when self-checkout you know, like, yeah. Please place the item in the bag. Right. Please place the item in the bag. But, of course, when someone is in the bag. When, when someone's older or not, you know, technical, they're going to take forever. Because they need some ways. I wonder how those kiosks work for uh, no buns. Maybe you have to put a. I wonder if they have all those things like for special like items you want, like, or if it's like dealing with a regular person where yeah, they don't, don't like what no bun. Yeah. What do you? What do you? Well, it's probably like Uber Eats and stuff like that, which I use. And uh, oh, Uber Eats is that and Postmates. Postmates is what I use. Yeah. Yeah, there's always a box that says like special requests or something like that. So. Right, but sometimes, like, if you... I wonder, why were they doing this, you think? Is this to eliminate humans' jobs? Yeah, that's what they're doing. They're, they're eliminating the, the, the human aspect of ordering food. Wouldn't it be great if we could just fast-forward and just sit here and just look at a screen 100 years from now, where we're at? Like, that would be well, I remember, really fast. I, I don't know if it was a movie or something like that. I think it was, a, like, a, this, a, a skit where... You actually press the button in the kitchen, and it makes your food. And it, you know, you can get McDonald's or whatever, like Burger King, whatever, and press the button. They could teleport it. Just well, like, not teleport it, but just it makes it at your house. You what know, the hell. Yeah, instead wasn't of like that Back to the Future. It wasn't like yeah, I think, yeah, was Back to the Future. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember. Didn't they have like the little two-inch pizza from Pizza yeah, Hut? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. But yeah, it's just like you know, it should be that. Was Man. actually didn't we pass the year of Back to the Future already? Like the future yeah. of yeah, okay. I wonder yeah. if they should do a remake now. <laughs> that we, we go that they haven't they haven't done it yet. So what back to the future future <laughs> yeah, or how's that? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> or back back to the future. <laughs> Maybe ride back to the future or, and I star in it. That'd be fucking nice. Or forward. And then back I can really to pay for future. some fucking websites. God damn. Oh, so yeah. Man. Son of a bitch. I'm, uh, I don't know. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we take a break and do I, some tips? And I don't know. Uh, maybe we got some questions I got. We, I got questions lined up. If We don't have to talk about anything special tonight. 100 could be just a huge letdown for everybody. <laughs> In episode 100, I mean, this fire, show fucking sucks. Yeah. There's, there's fireworks going. Oh, that's great. I, I don't even have my screen. 
There we go. <laughs> now it's a firework. Now Classic it's a party. Operation. Now yeah. it's a party, right? <laughs> we'll edit some fireworks on there. I'm just so emotionally spent today. Yeah. On so many things. Maybe maybe 101. We should just have a little celebration. Yeah, we're just wearing party hats the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I'll get the party hats for next week. Okay. It's been uh, uh sparklers. Yeah, I, I'm all I'm thinking about is just getting drugged up in stem cells tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm waking up, getting my workout in, getting gonna. Fast. I got to fast all the way till 3 p.m. Oh, and then geez. do the. I'm not going to be able to eat till probably 6 tomorrow. 6. I probably won't get out of there and have food until 6 p.m. Okay. So it's going to be a. I got to get one more big meal. I might go get sushi after this. Ooh. And uh, at some point after I send the show over and carb up and get ready for tomorrow. But okay. I think with that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll do some tips of the week. And we'll see what else comes to mind yeah. when we return after these messages. I am the ultimate Ryback, and I am here to tell you about Feed Me More Nutrition. It is the ultimate premium in sports nutrition. Wake up, unlimited energy. I take it non-stop, and I have all the unlimited energy from the gods above my blood. My my skin, the energy is pouring through my system. The big guy of natural testosterone booster will be giving you erection to the heavens. And if you need propane, propane built muscles upon muscles, my I. So hungry, premium grass-fed, prebiotic, and hand whey protein. Isolate is what you need. Fat, burn body fat with shell shock. Extreme fat burner, the most powerful fat burner on the market today. Feed me more nutrition. Save 10%. With Podcast 10 available on FeedMeMore.com and Amazon. And we're back. And we got the tips of the week back this week. Tips of the week. Yay. My book of the week is Buying and Selling Apartment Buildings by Steve Bergs. It's a... Introductory into uh, the world of apartments in like four plexes, three plexes, mm-hmm. and, and, and much larger uh, triplexes, I believe, duplexes, and um, kind of just next stage of investing uh, past single single family homes and whatnot. So it's uh, I'm about just beginning. I'm, I'm fairly early on into it, but it's uh, just to kind of get an understanding of what you're in for when it comes to that and whatnot for the future. Quote of the week, everyone sees what you appear to be, few experience what you really are. And I got that from the quotes app this week. Nutrition tip, don't fear coffee. It's high in antioxidants and studies show coffee drinkers live longer. It's a reduced risk of type 2 diabetes, Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's, and numerous other diseases. And uh, again, for the average um, healthy human being, from different things and studies that I've seen, three to 500 milligrams, some say three to 400 milligrams, uh, is uh, the, the safe level of caffeine consumption. 
Some people can get away going a little higher than that, depending. A lot of people go way higher than that and don't even know it. But um, I can usually do five or 600 milligrams, and I feel totally no problems going to bed or anything like that. So but I'm basically screwed because I don't drink coffee. You can do decaf. Okay. There's a little bit. There, decaf actually has small amounts of caffeine. Okay. Like anywhere from I just like, don't like the bitter taste. Is it's, that what it is? I, I love black is. coffee. It's, yeah, it's just like the bitter taste. It's like the... I think once you get, it's one of those acquired tastes yeah. that once you, like when I was a kid and I would, I would like, why do people just, drink this? It's, but yeah, I just don't like the, the breath you get, the, the coffee breath. Yeah, I no, it's, it, it stains your teeth. Yeah. And it, there's, there's negatives with it. It's, yeah. Use teeth whitener and mouthwash. It's, uh, but. Yeah. It's, balance it out. Yeah, just do, buy more stuff to balance it out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, wake up unlimited energy doesn't stain your teeth. It's available on feedmemore.com. Is that working? It is, yeah, it is working. Oh, okay. It's still there. Hopefully be rebuilt. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, and my workout fitness tip of the week. If you're tight on time in the gym and you want to get your strength training in and your heart rate up, even though I'm not a fan of combining uh, essentially weights and, and conditioning. Is that, is that how you work out with your Yeah. Chair? The, 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 uh, but this is something if, you, if you're really strapped on time, just simply doing something in, in, in between your weight training sets, 25 jumping jacks between sets. I'm talking if you got like a 20, 30 minute window and to go in there just to get your heart rate up, get a pump and get in and out. And, and it doesn't have to necessarily be jumping jacks. It could be something else. Depending on your gym and the room that you have, jumping jacks is just kind of a way where you can still kind of do them. and Get your heart rate yeah, up. Yeah, burpees where you kind of need room to push up. It kind of looks ridiculous. Yeah in the gym unless you're in a certain area and whatnot. So jump and jack so you could quick, just get your heart rate up in between sets. And uh, it just kind of helps when you're in a pinch for time. And that is the tips of the week this week. And with that, I think we'll go ahead. I wanted to talk a little bit tonight as we've been doing. We always kind of find something we could uh, just share with uh, our experiences. And I wrote about the little section of this in, in my book, Wake Up, It's Feeding Time is whatever your job, give it, give it your all. And, and what I mean by that is we all essentially have to work at different points for other people and our employees. And it just doesn't even matter whether you own your own business. Whatever you do, give it your all. And it seems so simple. It seems, well, duh, but a lot of people don't do that. Mm-hmm. And it, the a lot of positives can be had from applying yourself no matter what you do, whether you're flipping burgers at McDonald's you know, or running your own business or something in between that when you take a positive approach and a positive outlook to just not only life, but your job, whether in your job doesn't necessarily define who you are, it doesn't at all, but the effort that you put into your job definitely does, I feel. And, and that says a lot about you as a person. And I have different experiences going through life and having jobs that I didn't necessarily want to have to do and busting my ass and, and, and it, it truly helped me and it taught me a lot in, in those periods of my life and whatnot. Um, and, you know, and again, I say this in the easiest, you go to McDonald's, you're struggling, you, you, get, a, you get a basic level, entry level job, you're, you're doing fries, flipping burgers, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You can go in there and you can, you can be lazy and you can get by, you can collect a paycheck or you can go in there and you can hustle and you give that job and you 100% focus 
everything you've got. And one day the regional manager's in there and you don't even know he's in there. He's mm -hmm. just super, he's in there or just, just in the store and he sees in, one guy incognito incognito and just undercover yeah. and, and you, you just he sees somebody busting his ass and that one guy he's i like that guy i like i like that girl i like the effort that they're putting in that's that's somebody i think we need to move up to this position and it can open up other opportunities for you and that's just one example but oftentimes these these managers and people in higher positions they're looking for the quality of a person you are and the effort that you put in because you can teach people pretty much anything. Yeah. And so that's just something I think it's important for people to know that no matter, even if, whether you're happy or not happy, just applying yourself and giving it everything you have, it, it could truly, it will give you a better chance of, of moving on to something bigger and better in time rather than taking a negative approach and a negative outlook towards it and, JD, do you have any experience with this and the different things in your life, what you've done, how you've applied yourself and what it's taught you, essentially now having your own business and whatnot? Because, I mean, you can't have your own business in Slack, as we've talked about. So, obviously, you, you've you had to have learned, have learned from different jobs of the past and, and whatnot and of applying yourself. You know, <clears throat> I actually learned really early on. My uh, My first week in junior high school, or I guess you guys call it middle school here in the U.S. I uh, went to the bus stop, and this minivan pulled up and said, you know, who wants to make some money? And it was one of the two main newspapers. So we, a couple of us said, yeah, and he, he pulled over, and we talked, and I got a job canvassing for the newspaper, and they gave us a script, and, you, you know, they'd pick us up after school every day, and we'd go for four hours canvassing. And... I quickly learned the difference between going door to door and sort of half-assing it and going, well, I can just show them the paper. If they want it, they'll buy it. If not, and then actually putting forth the effort because then at the end of the week when I got my check and I would see my sales, I was I learned it was like because <clears throat> I was trying. Yeah. And then later on in life, you know, once I was an adult, you know, I didn't have any qualifications straight out of high school. It's all entry-level jobs. And I got an entry-level job in a warehouse. And the warehouse was spotless. You could practically eat off the floors. It was just immaculate. But still, I was wearing steel-toed shoes. And you would get kind of dirty throughout the day. And I didn't want to be there long-term. And I'm like, well, I don't have any skills, so what can I do? I could try and work my way up within the company. Yep. The only way I'm going to do that is to do what I'm doing back here really well. And hopefully somebody takes notice. And it's just those things, you know, a lot of people feel like if they're not at their dream job or a job, maybe they particularly like, and they, they might not recognize that there could be opportunity there. And nobody says you have to keep that job forever, or stay in that field yeah. forever. But, while you're there until you have your next path figured out, why not make as much money as you can and or try and get as far as you can within the company you're working for? I mean, Absolutely. I have legit personally seen at a uh, like Wendy's and McDonald's somebody who was like an entry level cashier, and a year or two later, I go through the drive through and they give me my food but they're wearing a manager tag uh, absolutely 
you know, and it's just, it starts like that. There's uh, w- what franchise is it? Domino's. One of those franchises is always bragging about how they have more owners of franchises that started out in the entry level position than any other. I feel like I've heard the, that for uh, Domino's also. Is that who it is? I feel like I, okay. I could be wrong on that. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys are right. <laughs> are we? That's why I'm waiting to see Asian Joe. He's... Domino's, what, uh, management, maybe? Like, we'll try uh, no, o- o- owners of owners. Franchise, franchise owners? owners? Who has, Just type in Domino's franchise owners, see if anything pops up on that. I don't know. Yeah. The um, Also to that, though, I find that when you go in, and again, you don't have to, your job doesn't necessarily define you, but the effort you put in, and that if you go in and you apply yourself and you try to keep a positive outlook and just you try to make the most of the situation, you actually can experience happiness from helping other people. Where I, I, like When I was serving at Smoky Bones, that was not the job that I wanted to have. It was a low point in my life, but it taught me a lot, and I went in there and I had to hustle to get by every week and to make a certain level of money to be able to pay the bills and buy my alcohol and everything at the time. And, but it was, it, it, I felt there would be days though, where you go in there and you give people great service and they really, truly appreciate it. And it was, and you can see that you, they, they weren't used to that. And it was like, thank you. No, thank you. Thank you for that. And where there's just more positives to going in and keeping a positive mindset to that and just in, in focusing and going in and doing your job to the best of your ability and, and, and trying to put smiles on people's faces, essentially. And cause I think it can carry over to other parts of your life and while you're trying to do something else or move on to something else. So, because I've, I've seen well, that firsthand. The other thing too, is if you approach it with a negative outlook or you just decide you don't like it, you're not going to be open-minded to what's actually taking place because you're rejecting everything because you don't like it. You're just going through the motions. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a job that you like, but there are going to be things there that you can learn. And maybe those tools you pick up, you don't end up using in that job or that field. But if you are approaching it with an open mind and go, you know what, I hate this fucking job, but... I'm going to use the job. I'm not going to be used because people who go to work like that and they hate their jobs when the day comes and they don't work there anymore, whatever the circumstances are, they just sweep that little period of their life as this negative thing and they'll bitch about it. And then they wipe it out like it never happened. And you should be able to find something to use that you learned with every experience in life. And Absolutely, of course, yeah. not every experience in life is going to be uh, fun or positive. I mean, there's a lot of growth and, and, and tools that you learn with failure or just being in uncomfortable situations. So people need to realize that th- there's always, you know, th- th- I like to almost just look at it like the glass is half full with all that. There's always something you can fill it up with, even if it's not in that specific time frame. Absolutely. And I just think I said like, it carries over to everything that you do in life. I think when you just go in and do a job and you attack it, no matter what it is. And, you know, I remember seventh grade cafeteria, 
job. I, I had to work in the cafeteria one year and um, I ended up getting cafeteria worker of the year. The only year they've ever given out the award in the middle school. I remember that was, um, and all I did was go in there and just bust my ass. Like I just, I, I just, it was, it was weird. I don't know what, and, but I always had that mindset, no matter what is asked, just work, just work as hard as you can. And, and then moving, I remember Toys R Us when I worked in the attic at briefly for Christmas, just for Christmas money. I was the only one they wanted to keep on as a regular employee, which luckily at the time I didn't have to work. My parents being in school and playing right. sports helped me out with all that. And, and I was very fortunate for all that. But, and then moving on into every job I had in my life when I worked at Smoky Bones and doing 50, 60 hours, a lot of weeks in there and, and just hustling and, and doing, having eight tables a night and being able to being them letting me take eight tables when you're mm -hmm. not supposed to have more than three, right. like, because I would just go in and just work, work, work. And that carried over. And in professional wrestling, just bust my ass as hard as I can, just give it my best. And in everything I've done, I've always had that mindset, and it's truly helped me out tremendously throughout my life. Joe, for you, is that something like, what are your experiences with it? In well, the when growing up, my, my parents worked two jobs, like both of them. And so they... So you saw firsthand. I like, saw firsthand hard how work, yeah. hard work and stuff like that. Um, but my also my my parents also taught me is like even though they're working you know my dad was a cook or mechanic you know my mom worked as a waitress and was a cook um, the the goal is to make try to make everyone's lives better yeah and you know make my life better as I'm, I'm getting older and stuff like that but also work hard um, but also not just not just working hard but also learning yeah um, either learning other jobs or like this something you have a passion for. Um, it's just like, you know, my, you know, my, my parents are not cooks anymore. They, my mom works for the post office. My dad's a mechanic. You know, they, they, they showed me that you, just because you're in one job is not a dead end job. Yeah. Um, you know, you find something that your interest interests you. Um, but it's also, it's not always what you know, it's all you, who, who you know. Yeah, so it's a major thing. It's a major thing. And so it's, it's a very real thing. It's, um, so you don't just, you just don't come into work and just work. You also, you know, try to, you know, your goal is to try to get along to people that you work with. Yeah. Because if, if you, obviously, if you don't get along with somebody, work's going to suck. Yep. So, you know, whether of, whether or not maybe, hey, like, how about if I take this shift or maybe I'll help you out? You know, and, you know, we work together and, you know, make, you know, the job enjoyable while working hard, too. You know, it's also, you know, also a thing of work smarter, not harder, yeah, too. Absolutely. So, you know, you, you yes, you work hard, but also you got to make sure what's the best way of achieving your goal at the end of the day, um, you know, but also make make the job easier. Not I mean, just make the job fun and easier for you yeah. not just not just killing yourself too it's funny you said it, it who you know and this is true story when i worked at gold's gym 19 years old i was working the front desk and the gym it was on sahara and decatur here in vegas and if you listen to the show in vegas you might know that was like that was like the big popular bodybuilder gym mm -hmm. but a lot of it was closer to the strip we'd get all the strip traffic people would come in off the sure. strip and i would i'd work the front desk usually 6 a.m to 2 p.m but every morning when I would get in, it would be slow early in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I would just let the, I would put the gate open and leave it open for people to be able to go in and not, not buzz them in because there was never a ton of traffic early on. Sure. And I would always go, the gym would be a fucking mess. 
like weights everywhere, people not putting back their weights. And it was like that was one of the downfalls of that gym. I would go every single morning, clean the entire gym. That wasn't in my job description. Right. But I would just, I couldn't stand. I just thought like it just made the place look so much better. Without, with, I'm talking d- weights just everywhere. All dumbbells be all the way on the other side. All the dumbbells in the wrong spots. And I'll never forget there was this guy that had been coming in and just a regular, looked like a regular dude. And uh, name was Eric, Eric Peterson. And uh, he he would always talk to me, and I knew nothing about him. And uh, he goes, he, one day he just said, you know you're going to be really successful in life. And I said, okay. And he goes, what do you want to do? And I go, I want to be a wrestler. He goes, you'll make it. And I, I go, how do you know? And he goes, trust me, I know. And uh, I didn't really say too much more after that. And sure. some time went by. We talked more and more every day. And finally, like towards the end, I finally, he actually, he gave, took my phone number. He wanted my phone number. And he, he told me, if you ever want a job, let me know. Um, and I didn't understand. I was like, what? And he ends up, this guy is like a worth, I don't know how many millions of dollars. Like he's owns all these big businesses and he's, he actually brought me over and met his family and his wife and his kids he had this huge mansion here in town. This is before you. This is before all of it, okay. yeah. But just, and it was because he would see me do the weight, and he goes, and he just told me, he goes, you have a really good work ethic. You're going to succeed in whatever you do. Just by, but that one connection, had I wanted, and I told him I'm going to be a wrestler. That's mm-hmm. what, like, so I didn't need a job. But I didn't want, you know, and I got picked up for Tough Enough shortly after that and whatnot. But it is, you can meet the right people by just applying yourself. And right. Like, and, like, and had I wanted, like, that guy, and I still have his number. I haven't talked to him in some time, actually. But he, I got a message from him years ago, and he was just like, I'm so fucking proud of you. Wow. Like, yeah, it was cool. like, but that's just one little thing. And right. all I did, that was just me just caring about a really shit, it's a shit job. Yeah. Didn't pay shit. Yeah. But that was just something, just taking that approach. I've always taken that into everything. And, I'm just, and it's just applying yourself could open up opportunities that right. might not normally be there. If you go the other way with yeah. it. So. People notice that, you know, sometimes that you're proactive, you know, instead of coming to the work and sit there and do your work, whatever. But, you know, there's people out there, you know, if you do something extra, you know, just picking up something like what you did for at the, at the gym or just like maybe make things easier for you. Like what I mentioned before, it's like, okay, maybe let's say if you're cutting potatoes, maybe there's an easy way to, to cut or, yeah. you know, try to find things to do your work, but also try to help yourself or other people. And then people might, you know, and, <coughs> and other people, you know, like Eric would, would see that. Yeah. And, 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 and notice that. Um, and so even though, even though they don't say anything to you, but people do notice. Absolutely. People always take a notice. Actually, yesterday, the Northeast Wrestling Show, I, uh, they had the, the walk to the ring was really far. <laughs> yeah, they had the golf carts to, to drive the guys to the ring. <laughs> And I got out and I looked and the, to get into the back of the cart, you could stand on the back of it. Yeah. But it was like really high off the ground. And like, yeah. they go, we got, you got to be really careful. They go, there's a big bump in it. Some of the guys have almost, <laughs> and I'm just up? thinking like, that's the last thing I need to just get fucking thrown <laughs> off the, and I just said, fuck that. That's for lazy people. So then boom, the music hit water and just fucking made the walk. And I felt like the fans appreciated 
the fucking because everyone else was getting carted over there. Right. I was just like, no, I'm fucking. It's like I, fuck this. I was in an airport where I had to run, run across the uh, terminal just to yeah, get it. Yeah, nah, I should have taken the ride. I was fucking <laughs> tired. No, but it's. Uh, I've always just taken that. Just any little thing. Just fucking put in the work. Yeah. I think that's the bottom line. On just, just put in the work. I, I do got to ask you though, when you were working in the cafeteria in grade seven there. Was it one of those situations where you were working for food and that's why you were so such a good employee? Oh, yeah. No, no joke. No. So this is legit. You just brought back a memory flashback for me. I, at that age, did not diet, obviously. I knew nothing about diet. I, I had the feed me more mindset, though, at a very young age. They would hook me up. The cooks, they had supersized bags of fries back then. That they, there's no way the kids get these now because they, they've cut down on the portions. Oh, sure. They, I'm talking, like, it would have been twice a supersized fry. Like, they had these bags for fries yeah. that were just, they're, God knows how many thousands of calories. And I would always get two of these big bags of fries with big big things of ranch and just eat them every day. And, like, they hooked me up with so much food. I don't know why. You're not, like, 400 pounds. <laughs> I, uh, I did gain weight, though. That, that Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. That, and I was, like, I remember I put on a little body fat that year. Oh. And I didn't know why. It was because I was eating all the goddamn <laughs> fries. I didn't know why. Milkshakes and fries in school. I'm sort of like, your parents was like, um, you gained a little bit of weight here. I, but I will say I followed up Cafeteria Worker of the Year in seventh grade with physical education uh, person year. of the year, yeah, Next yeah. Year. Oh, okay. Which uh, that was a uh, that was quite the old notch in the big guy's belt from a young age. <laughs> how come you didn't, like, I was really good at PE, guys. Yeah. How come? How come you didn't hang hang those up? I <laughs> haven't. I actually I got you the cafeteria work. Seriously, you did hang it up I've there. Been, you know what? I'm gonna probably end up taking down the Rybackville sign because I just think that screams dickhead. I don't know why. <laughs> Where'd you get that from? Uh, I fucking Amazon. Oh. I don't even, it used to be by my bar, <laughs> but I was looking when I was watching the show and I was like. How would I feel if I was watching somebody and uh, just like they had fucking JDville behind yeah. it? I'd be like, well, I have my uh, my bowling, my bowling. Uh, the thing, the thing. Yeah, I saw it broke. It's like been, it, it just fell one day. Yeah. yeah, like the wood, like isn't I it's think it's cheap. super gluey. It's, yeah, it's cheap, but I well, didn't well, do that. It just well, fell one day. I know. When I was, well, we'll hang it up. The uh, <laughs> it's our, our personal accomplishment. I'll, you I, like I just ban you from the show and keep your bowling <laughs> thing and make it look like I put Ryback on it. It doesn't have my name on it. It's just like hey, bowling champion. I'll just put Ryback and whiteout on it. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> add it to my resume. The um, I got to find the physical physical education. Uh, I believe is at my dad's house hanging up still. So okay. I, I'd have to I'd have to go snatch that. <laughs> And uh, I can put that in the cafeteria worker of the year. Yeah, you should. I would love to see. I that peaked cafeteria. early in life at seventh and eighth grade. It's been downhill from there. <laughs> Fucking well, the, so much potential. The the so much potential between food and physical <laughs> physical activity. Really fucking weird. But yeah, that's the story of my life. What about you, JD? Any any uh, huge accounts? Yeah. What about you, JD? If you won cafeteria worker of the year, you son of a bitch. No, I uh, I think I got. Um, I don't even remember what it would have been called when I was working for the newspaper. I guess like salesman of the month or something like that. Uh-huh. And uh, but but we were all competing for a trip to Disneyland. Needless to say, I never went to fucking Disneyland. So <laughs> so we had to plan a group trip. We need to go to. I've never been to Disney World. Believe it or not. No, I haven't either. The, You've the, never the been the one either? Orlando. Disney yeah, World? yeah, I haven't been there. I've never been either. I think we need to make okay, a group or, trip to a Disney World, Disney, Orlando. Okay, Conversation yeah. with the big guy yeah. in Orlando. Uh, okay, first of all, first, hold on, hold on, hold on. I've never been. Two, three 
older gentleman going to Disneyland is not a good look. No, we'd obviously have other people with us. We can't just go by ourselves. <laughs> you, you made it sound like it was just to be a first three. <laughs> we can get a van. We can get maybe some of your friends. Sure. Yeah, that would be the way to make it cool. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, we could film it. Good. Yeah, I think I definitely then think that we need. Then it's less dorky, right? Like if we're filming ourselves, it's like, well, of course. We yeah, win, I'm gonna filming. convince some of the girls. To, hey, girls, we're gonna hang out with Ryback and JD, and we're gonna yeah. have, go to Disneyland. We 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 can we could find girls in the park and then just walk near them and then get like the the selfie sticker, the some <laughs> yeah, shit, yeah, and yeah. Like, film ourselves. Make it look. It just like, looks like with us. Yeah, that yeah, might not be us. a bad. Would... Why aren't they looking at the camera? We could get we'll invite Phoenix for that one. Yeah. See if she'll go. She'll probably be down have there. Have you talked to Phoenix lately? I have talked to her. Um, How's she doing? I haven't talked to her nearly dude, as much. Like, she was in... Somebody was really unhappy that she's not on the show anymore. And it, was, it wasn't... Like, no, she was... she's been busy. She, like, I think she's... She's a working. She's, she's, she's she dating Rick Dick Gaines now, the Gaines wave guy. I'm pretty sure she just... <laughs> no, so she's, she's in Miami at Exotica uh, promoting the Gaines wave, I believe. Yeah, I saw her with the, the owner of it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, if I was... She that should be, she should be trying. He was single, I believe. She said on her thing. Is he? Yeah, Dick Gaines is single. She should be uh, hooking up with that. Set herself up. The guys. Wait, the owner's name is Dick. You didn't Gaines? know this, Richard Gaines. That's the, that's the <laughs> guy that created the Gaines Wave technology. Dick no. Gaines. Dick Gaines. Legit. That's <laughs> no joke. Okay. That he wow. was destined for that job, to that to create that. I'm actually surprised there's never been a wrestler called Dick Gaines. That is, I feel like there will be now at this. There should be. Well, I mean, I think uh, a porn girl mentioned that why why it's it's weird when a girl calls the the male talent daddy, you know, because it's where did that come from? By I have the way? no idea. That's it's a like, real thing. But from I daddy told, issues. I told obviously. yeah, I told everyone's like, well, there should be a porn guy, you know, named Daddy Johnson or something. I feel like I need to have a run as Big Daddy Ryback, like I've talked about. Bleach the hair, bleach the, grow the hair out, bleach the beard. Just so they call me Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Yeah, that'll Big be. Daddy Pump. No pump, just Big the Daddy. daddy. Big just Big daddy. daddy. But it is a, a ripoff of the superstar Billy Graham, Big Papa oh, Pump. Oh, Big Pump, yeah. All that. That would be my version of it. I'll have to hop on some stuff and uh, go to about 3.30 and just bleh. <laughs> Which, by the way, for the first time, I weighed two ninety. Wow! Last week, two ninety. I actually went to wait, bed wait, wait, with your iPhone though. It was two ninety five and okay. two ninety six with the iPhone, and then <laughs> two ninety five without it. Sure. So. iPhone weighed one pound. Yeah. Legit. So <laughs> I'm going. I got. I'm going to take though. I, I with the stem cells. I'm not going to work out for probably 10, 12, 14 days, and then uh, I'm going to shoot for going over three hundred. So we'll see. We'll you, see still haven't, you still haven't done the uh, the food challenges yet. No, it's, well, the fasting would be the perfect time now because that first meal, I go to Cafe Rio. Yeah. The other day, I had three monster burritos. Jeez. Their fat content is sure. low in them. I don't, the only fat is a little bit of cheese I get on them. Right. And because uh, they douse it in medium and mild sauce and do enchilada style. Okay. But the only fat I'm getting is essentially the little bit from the chicken and the meat and the uh, cheese. I the literally carbs? ate three monster burritos. What about the carbs? The- I don't know. Oh, there was hundreds in there. Yeah, but uh, that's my big meal of the day. I'm typically eating two huge meals and then one shake with carbs. And I'm just, it is, I feel great. So it's, uh, we'll see if I can go to 300 and become the big guy once again. We'll see though. But with that, 
Happy 100 episodes, guys. Yeah. We, we made it. We, we have 100 it. more here. I'm sorry for everybody. I did, by the way, uh, before we wrap this up, I met another guy. Um, and again, I, I say this. One of the main reasons for me doing the show was I wanted, I, I felt like there was such a stigma with me and people that did not know me from my wrestling that, mm-hmm. that just buy into the wrestling character. And there's a lot of good with that, obviously. But you're just playing a part, and, and you're in some really cool moments, and those moments mean a lot to a lot of people. But for me, I want people to really know me, and, and I feel like the, the people that truly, genuinely listen to this show and have stuck with me and, and with us understand me much better now, my motives and what kind of human being I am. But I get so much more satisfaction um, with helping people with real life than I ever did with wrestling. And I love wrestling, but to me, it's not, it's not, it doesn't even come close. And I met another guy that came up to me. Uh, he was there last year and he showed me a picture. He uh, paid for an autograph and a picture this year again. And he had his picture from last year and he goes, I want you to look at this and look at me right now. And I look and I look at him. The guy's lost like 125 pounds. Wow. Um, he was enormous when I saw him. And he, wow. And uh, he goes, I just want to say thank you, um, your health tips and all the just hearing you talk on the show. I literally just do everything you say, and I've lost 125 pounds. So to me, that's fucking cool because that guy has literally changed his life, and he looked a million times better. He felt better. He was in way better spirits than when I saw him last year. And it was, uh, I don't know, that's cool. So when people... You get people that take and cherry pick things and want to try to paint you in a certain light, and that like there's a reason why we do this show, and it and again it it's to help people at the end of the day, and it's yeah we have fun, we bullshit, we talk about a lot of stuff on here, but it's that kind of stuff why I have the tips of the weekend and and whatnot, and why we try to talk about some positivity, why we talk whatever your job, give her your all, overcoming fears, whatever it is, somebody out there can take something from that, and and, and people are, are are showing up. In, in saying thank you. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, 100 episodes. We have another, hopefully, 100 more. And many, many more to come after that. And as this is a long-term deal, as I've stated from the very beginning. But with that, is there anything you'd like to plug to go home, Joe? Yeah. Um, check out my website, asianjoe.com, uh, Twitter, Webmaster Joe, uh, uh, and also on Instagram. Good deal, JD. You can check me out on Instagram under uh, at IronAttitudeJD. If you are in the market for a weight belt for yourself, your wife, your husband, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your cousin, your sister, your brother, your mom, your dad, just some random stranger that you want to give a gift to. Actually, I just got an order today for a belt that's going to be used as a marriage proposal. Very cool. Very unique. I'm getting some very uh, interesting requests, so... If you want to pop that special question, there's nothing nothing says unique like a weight belt. So, so instead of a ring, they're going to give a belt. I like to see it like in the wedding. It's like, would you pass the the, the weight belt instead of the ring? I think if I ever <laughs> get married, up. I'm going to wear my weight belt just to keep my back from giving out. Do a, night, a nice clean white one. Yeah. White on white. Yeah. That's not bad at all. I like that. In Big guy fresh, on the back in black. So I mean I don't I don't know Fucking if there's a mark. ring or not. I've I've had a few uh, requests. I had one that I had to make for a funeral, 
that they wanted uh, to put next to the casket at the viewing. I had another one where somebody was going to be named the godfather of the son, and the guy wanted it in the delivery room when the baby was born, so he could. Inst- and the belt said "Godfather" in the in the Godfather logo from the movie. Yeah. So he could so he could hand it over to the guy as soon as the son was born. I've, uh, there's a lot, a lot of interesting requests. So if I've, you're yeah. in, into that or you need some support and you want to do it with some style, check out ironattitudebelts.com. And I'd actually just like to throw a shout out to uh, the Iron Man, Rob Conway, who earned his I Have Baby Pro status yesterday or the day before in Master's Physique. I think I just I saw something and I didn't know if it was an old old picture or it popped up on my thing. And he looked phenomenal in it, though. He won He's been that. trying for years, and really? he finally nailed it the other day. Yeah. Does he get any money for that or no? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if there was prize money to show. I just know that it's been – he switched from bodybuilding to physique, I, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight years ago. And yeah. he's just been – you know, I mean, as you get older, it's, it's harder and harder. But Absolutely. he uh, – he got it done. Congratulations, Rob. He's always been a great man, great dude, man. And I just saw him last year at a show in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and uh, Heroes and Legends, and uh, hadn't seen him in forever, and he looked like a million bucks, and he's always been a stand-up great guy. So congratulations, Rob. Good... Yeah, good, one of the good ones in wrestling. Yeah. If that sums him up. All right, guys, for me, all fan mail, please send to P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. Check out our Feed Me More Nutrition, Feed Me More, the big guy Ryback merchandise, available on Amazon. Feed Me More Nutrition, available on feedmemore.com, Amazon, and eBay, and at Wise Chiropractic here in Las Vegas. For personal video shout-outs from myself, cameo.com slash Ryback. all professional wrestling bookings, Book the big guy at yahoo.com or Bill Barron's at showbiz, S-H-O-W-B-I-S at AOL.com. Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, my motivational book, available on Amazon in paperback, audible, and Kindle formats. Fuel Meals, fuelmeals.com. Save 15% with discount code, the big guy. That's my personal meal prep service. And follow us on social media at CWTBG on Twitter at Ryback22. On Twitter at Feed Me More Nutrition, on Facebook at The Big Guy Ryback 22, and at Feed Me More Nutrition on Instagram, and Ryback 247 on Snapchat. Check this show out on YouTube on the official show channel at youtube.com slash feed me more channel. Thank you guys for listening. You have just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy. Feed me more. <laughs>